Christians are those who waken up. Christians are those who waken up. This wonderful quote by Karl Barth, a reformed theologian, is one of my favorites. I think it's more my favorite because of what it doesn't say than what it does. It doesn't say Christians are those who are awake. It says Christians are those who waken up. So the process of being a person of faith, of following Jesus, is really this idea of constantly awakening, of seeking to live in the light of faith, hope, and love every day not having all the right answers or, or having everything all set in your head or in your life or being perfect, but constantly awakening. One of my favorite stories and favorite books is, is Just Mercy, written by Brian Stevenson, an attorney who is working in Alabama to free those who are on death row who have been unjustly accused, primarily people of color. And he's really brought to life for many of us that reality um, that exists around our country. But in his book, um, he tells a story that, that isn't fully represented, represented in the movie that came out earlier this year, but he tells the story of Walter McMillan's trial. Walter McMillan is the main character who has been wrongly accused of killing a young girl in his community. And for his trial, for the first day, Walter McMillan's family and friends and church members, fellow church members, come to support him at the trial. And they come and they fill the courtroom and that becomes intimidating for the judge and the prosecution. So the next day, the judge and the prosecution take some steps to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And when Walter's friends and family arrive, they find that the court is already mostly full and that the court has set up a metal, metal detector and also some fierce looking German shepherd dogs. And so the pastor, um, Walter's pastor, has to decide who's going to go in as a representative of Walter and who is going to stay behind. And the pastor picks Mrs. Williams. So Mrs. Williams prepares to go through the metal detectors, but when she sees the German Shepherd dogs, she panics and she stops and she freezes and she turns around and she leaves the court. Well, the day went on and Brian Stevenson left the courtroom after his work that day. And as he went out, out of the courthouse, he found Mrs. Williams sitting on a bench and he began to talk to her and she apologized for not being able to go in and she began to cry and she said that that those dogs had brought her back to 1965 when she had been on the Edmund Pettus Bridge to to advocate for voting rights and she said they beat us and put those dogs on us and I wanted to move but I just couldn't well, Mrs. Williams went home that evening and she stayed awake all night praying. And she got up the next morning and she put on her hat and her scarf and her best clothes and she walked to the entrance of the courtroom. She was speaking to herself, repeating over and over, I ain't scared of no dog. I ain't scared of no dog. And then she stared at the dog and belted loudly, I ain't scared of no dog. She walked into the courtroom and she found her place 
And she stood there and, and she said, Attorney Stevenson, I'm here. And he turned around and thanked her for being there. And then he continued to prepare for the court ahead. And then she said, no, Attorney Stevenson, I don't think you heard me. I said, I'm here. Slightly embarrassed, Brian Stevenson turned and affirmed that he heard her and welcomed her. And then the judge came in and everyone stood and rose for the judge. And then they sat down, everyone except for Mrs. Williams. And she waited until everyone had sat down and everyone was turning and looking at her. And she shouted out, I'm here, I'm here. Mrs. Williams was one of those who wakens up. In spite of her fear, she came and she said, I'm here. I'm here because I'm going to live in faith, hope, and love. I'm here because I'm going to live in the realm of what is right. I'm going to live in the realm of God's justice. And that is what it means to be awake. Our Father who is in heaven, our God who is in heaven, I'm here. The beginning of the Lord's Prayer is an invitation to awaken to two realities. The first one is our Father. Not my Father, not our remote deity up in the sky, but our Father. It's an invitation to kinship, an invitation to a shared family, a worship that is not about my corner of the truth, but about all of us together. Richard Rohr says, we often want a religion in which we can win. But when we pray our father, it's not something that we're winning at. It's something that we're in together. Our father, we're a part of a larger family. And when we pray, we're joining this host of voices, lifting our voice to God and acknowledging our shared community, our father, our father, who is in heaven. So there's this idea of who is in heaven. And, um, you know, often people, people look up as if God is somewhere above us, but, but I don't think really this who is in heaven is a call to, to look up, but a call to look beyond, to look beyond our current reality, to recognize that there is a bigger story and a bigger reality than what we see in our small reality. Frederick Nietzsche said, there are more idols than realities in the world. And so when we say our father who is in heaven and we, we open ourselves up to something that is bigger than our experience, we're opening ourselves to maybe naming some of the things that we idolize, some of the things that we're attached to, some of our stories about the world that, that may not contain all of the truth. Our Father who is in heaven. We so often live bent to lesser stories, to lesser idols. We live bent over to our pride and to comfort and to security and to expectations of others and to, to ways of being that just aren't based in truth. 
And so when we say our Father who is in heaven, there's just this sense of changing our posture to be to be straight up, to be saying and open to to something that is maybe bigger than we could imagine. So we begin our prayer, this prayer, our Father who is in heaven, by looking at God, by recognizing a divine mystery beyond our comprehension, something that is bigger than us, but also invites us to this deep intimacy within ourselves, to waken up within our own souls. Christians are those who waken our God holds us all in a common family. And we pray that we would be oriented to something more than what is beyond our own nose. And we pray, our God who is in heaven, let me see more. Let me be straight up, right side up in a world that is so often upside down. Amen.